Rabbi Fash just walked in, missed all the military secrets that Tani mentioned on the air, so it's his loss. But all right. Oh, by the way, a shout-out to Rabbi Przanski from Middlesex County, Rabbi Josh Przanski. Uh, Chairman Ralph said I have to make sure to give a shout-out to those who are heading to Washington from the Middlesex County area of New Jersey. I think our next guest is from Middlesex County, if I'm not mistaken. I think so. Not sure I'm going to ask him. Also, I want to remind you that um, you're not from Middlesex County? You didn't go to RPRY? He's forgotten everything about living in America. It's amazing. <laughs> but one thing I will say about Rabbi Fass, one thing, well, I would suggest you do if you want to use a mic. One thing I will say about Rabbi Fass, unlike three weeks ago, he's been, uh, he's been, he's had a much, how do I put it, a much more uh, jovial Jovial. Disposition. Baruch Hashem. Well, compared to three weeks ago, I'm not saying you're jovial, but compared to three weeks ago, it's more of a jovial disposition. And by the way, and by the way, that's a compliment. You may think I'm joking around with you. That's a compliment because, hey, onward and upward, there's a lot to be done. And I know it's, it's difficult circumstances now in this country. I get it. And we're trying to convey that to people, especially as they head down to Washington. But... Uh, as we've been hearing from all of our guests in difficult situations, we've got to um, remember the bright future ahead. I've had one guest in the last five weeks that would not allow for the, you know, it's going to be a bright future, you know, positive word. They, it, it was difficult for them to allow me to do that. Because it was dissonant uh, for them or they didn't believe it? I think, and I got now. I got to be careful because this is. I thought about this. As you can imagine, in every car ride that I've had since then. I think that that they resented what they thought was a reality. Correct. That uh, that Jews in the diaspora are already thinking way ahead. When here, life is very much day to day. I think that was what was. I'm just, I'm just assuming, but I think that that was what was going through their mind. I, can, I hear that. And I know you hear that. Of course I know you hear that. Mm-hmm. I know Middlesex County boy. You, oh, stop it. <laughs> now, you, you and I have had different opinions about Jewish leadership, especially in the diaspora. Um, what are your thoughts, knowing that the majority of rabbinic leaders have encouraged everybody to go to the March on Washington today? Um, and in general... You know, sometimes we are, <laughs> boy, do I have to be careful today. Sometimes we're a little bit critical about the role that Israel plays in the, in the um, lives and the public life of certain leaders in the United States. What do you think in general how they've done over the last five weeks? Give me your impression. Today, Washington, and in general, since Shemini I think it's been remarkable. I think it's remarkable that the moment Shmini Atzeret was over, the rolling up sleeves of Imono Chibetzara, that we feel your pain and how do we help, and tripping over each other to find a way of helping, I think, and the funds that have been raised and the organizations that have been supported has been awe-inspiring, absolutely awe-inspiring. Um, the statements that have been said by personalities from most personalities across denominational and cross affiliations and even having the Satmar Rebbe come against uh, Nateri Karte, these are... And the uh, Moetz has come out exactly, for the rally. Exactly. This is, this is um, I want to say historic because it's sad that it's historic, but it's, there are pivotal, pivotal significant um, developments which are fantastic. And, and uh, the Washington event today, I hope it receives the numbers... <laughs> that they're hoping for, that they're anticipating. And I hope it makes an impact. From my seat, it seems... Remember, I've, I've been in the United States till today. So I, from my seat, it does seem we'll, we'll get those numbers. But like you just said, I hope we're right. All right, so now... And I, you know what? And I think also, even if it doesn't have an impact on others, it's an impact on yourself. I think there's sometimes right. Right. that apathy is not right. an option. You have to declare publicly what you feel is right morally. Right. And I think for children, students, families to see that at this moment, at this moment, we stand for something. 
and a standing for something means either we took a bus for six hours or took a flight. These kids will remember that this event happened and it will make a tremendous impression on themselves. And maybe that will probably be the dividend of the day, of the t- of today. By the way, and that itself, as much as we've joked about it in the past, as much as we've joked about it in the past, like your experience as a kid in Israel was, you've always said, yeah. even though it wasn't noteworthy to a degree. It certainly is what helped. Yeah. Or the March for a Soviet Jury. Right. All these events are pivotal events that that are in our library of Jewish experiences. All right, I got to ask you about the about the parents and lone soldiers. Sure. Uh, and I have a bunch of stuff I have to ask you about. I don't know if the next forty minutes will be enough, but we'll. I mean, based on last time, it won't be enough. But we'll worry about that as we get closer to the end of the show. But I got to tell you this. I got to, got to, got to tell you this. I'm very excited to hear what you have to say. Because last time. <laughs> You went out of your way to to do a whole duffel bag routine. I gotta mm. gotta tell you this. I gotta tell you this. You know, how God, when you when you when you show God that you're going to go ahead and do something, you know that you that you're committed to doing something. You know how He helps you along. Sure. So now you know Nahum Siegel for a long time. I would say Josh Fast knows me. Oh my gosh, probably for more than twenty years at this point. And you know, and you know my habits when it comes to travel to Israel, and you also know my habits when it comes to travel to Israel for very short visits. You know that my preference when I'm in Israel for two, three days is that I have either zero suitcases or one suitcase. Truth. In other words, I don't want to travel with anything, and I want to land back in Newark and go straight to the studio, but... If I need a suitcase for a special reason, like for a special person or a special person, then I'll do it. Then I'll go ahead and do it. All right. Well, yeah, we had this discussion last time. Right. Why not? This is the sequel of Duffel Bags. So then. I got so many (laughs) horrible hate mail from that one. So trust me. Why are you bringing me back there? So now listen to this. Yes. Last week arrives and my wife comes over to me and says, okay. It's time to make a decision. Are you going with no luggage or because now the kids, meaning some of my children, want to send my niece who's without her husband and with her kids, they want to send something special to her and they want to send special stuff to their cousins who are Yigal Rifki's kids. And then Yigal starts ordering from Amazon at a rate that I cannot even describe to you. If I had, it's just a, you can't imagine. How I'm throwing much, everyone under the bus right do, now. Do you know what I made him do today? When I brought him the three bags of stuff for him, I said, do my me, sir, I said, do, I said, do me a favor. Just put down whatever you have and, and lift these three bags. I just want you to lift. I want you to. I want you to experience what I just went through getting this here for you. Anyway, I know sometimes I'm a little bit dramatic. Anyway, a little. So I say to my wife, I say, Stacy, I'm going for it. Anybody, whatever anybody asks me, I'm taking. Beautiful. I end up taking three suitcases, and I have this whole plan that because now, because now I'm almost at your level on LL, mm-hmm. I figured they're not going to charge me for the third one anyway, and I was right, right? You do, you, Hashem helps you along, you know. <laughs> How can I charge you for that? You know, you bring it to Israel, fine. But one of them was stuck in the carousel. What happened? Wait. What's the punchline? Wait. We're using up all of our 40 minutes on this story. I know, but it's <laughs> such a good story. Go. I get online after security. You know what security is in Newark? No, not at all. And then I get online to the, you know, to, you know, to to do the ticketing or whatever they do over there with the passports. I do the three suitcases and someone walks up to me. Nahum Siegel, yeah, yeah. Remember we were on a flight together on a tish above the, oh yeah, I remember you. You got to do me a favor. Somebody was supposed to go to Israel, and they just canceled, and there's 10 duffel bags sitting right there. You don't have to do anything. We have the whole operation taken care of. All you have to do is tell them you want to take and I'll swipe my credit card, and, and it'll be taken care of. And you remembered our conversation. So I go ahead, and I do it, and this gentleman comes over to You're me. You're Sadiq. Well, I don't know about that. But gentlemen, by the way, when you hear the real conclusion of this story, you're not going to say that. But anyway, so I, gentleman, comes over, gentleman comes over to me, and he says, I just want you to know what's in these duffels because we have an arrangement where this stuff literally goes straight to an army base. There's 113 combat helmets. 
two of which are going to be used by Israeli universities for testing to see what type of combat helmet they should now be ordering from other countries. That's number one. And in the other duffels are 300 pounds of energy bars, which I know it sounds funny, but in Gaza right now, they need energy bars. Existing over. Yeah. So I felt amazing. I felt amazing. I just went ahead from zero... To 13, right? With mine, it's 13. And, and there's 113 combat helmets in there. And I feel fantastic. I mean, this is the greatest thing ever. So I sent the voice note <laughs> to my kids. And I go, I just got to tell you, when you do something nice, God really rewards you. Because I don't, I don't even have any responsibility for this stuff. They're going to come to the airport and pick it all up. So I, I write, and I say this up, and, I, and then I go, uh, and I go, and now I have officially smashed the Nahum Siegel record for most suitcases taken to Israel, which was one. <laughs> and now, today, ended up being 13. Now, why, why am I not a tzaddik? Why is this not a good ending? Because, as you know, while sitting with Yigal at breakfast, I openly declared, this is the last time I am taking more than zero suitcases. And when they asked you at security if you packed your own bags, what did you say? You know, it's funny. Security, they knew about it. They knew about this whole what? thing with the 10. They knew it. Like It's, a, it's an operation that goes on every day. Uh, in so terms if you were st- honest, you maintained your tzaddik level. It's good. Oh, thanks. Uh, in terms of that, that, no, it didn't even go through security with me. I was way past it. They just asked oh. me, come over here with your passport and let us put the tags on it. And that was the end of it. So I didn't have to do I literally didn't have to The do ultimate it. dangerous request. It's okay. I'm with you. <laughs> Could you take this on the plane? Yeah, a, no problem. A minute ago, you were taking such great pride that your friend was such a righteous man. What happened? Yeah, it dropped, <laughs> just like Noah. So now, Noah. so now you went ahead. My my of Shabbos was Noah. My my father spoke about the difference between Noah and Nachum. Yes, Is that cool. Beautiful. Like that? Anyway, so you came up. I mean, how many projects can come out of this nefesh benefesh office? Three Tuesday nights ago, I was at a wedding being hosted by the Nefesh Nefesh campus. I mean, how many things can you do, Rabbi Fass? And now you come up with a concept where because Israel's at war, you're going to reunite parents with lone soldiers. You're actually going to, br- and this means bringing the parents here, and you told me that it doesn't always mean they're going to see their kid. Correct. Because there are times when you're trying to calculate it well, but right. hey, it's a war, right? By the way, has it been successful in terms of... Every single parent so, thank so far God has seen have, their yeah. So it hasn't been bad timing No, it's been all. two dozen so far. We just started ticketing. Oh, right. It's been insane. We have... I mean, you're paying for their trips, right? Round trip. We have 600 tickets ticketed. Two parents, one parent. One parent, one family member from everywhere. Are the kids all surprised? They don't have to be necessarily. No, they coordinate it. They coordinate it. Um... And it's I been even, unbelievable. I even thought of in this. multiple languages. And all the parents want to come during now. Like, they don't... They're not now, afraid. now, now. The, the, the letters, the emails have been incredible. Just thank you. Thank you for giving me the opportunity just to be in the same time zone. Thank you for giving me the opportunity that maybe I will grab a 10-minute hug in Ashkel and Rashto when they come out of Vaza. In every language. We have, now, one second. I'm, I'm obviously the U.S., but where else? Oh, I'll give you a list. It's in Venezuela, Argentina, Cuba. Because there are Venezuelan lone soldiers we, in Israel. 64 countries are represented by lone soldiers. We offered it to, we have WhatsApps of all of the soldiers and WhatsApps of all the parents. We have WhatsApp groups in different languages. We sent it out last week, and I didn't expect other countries. Between you and me. U.S., you were thinking. I also didn't budget for it. But <laughs> I, I didn't expect, I didn't expect, um, I mean, how many, how many parents are going to come during a war zone right. from countries that you didn't expect there to be a real representation? Everyone. It's been incredible. It's been incredible. I mean, it's limited right now. The first wave is for, designated for parents of a daughter or son who are in active combat. And we have hundreds, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. The second is support to combat. The third is in the Army. Um, I mean, but I, I, but it, I, I, I didn't anticipate no, that there will be that. so much in the first And, and I know that life is day-to-day. But, I mean, does it end when the war ends? Like, what, what no, right you, now, right, right it's, now day-to-day. It's, it's, it's day-to-day. Right. We're hoping that it's going to, to be for the duration of the war and how long Because the be. truth is this could be a peacetime initiative also when you think about it. There are a lot of lone soldiers who don't see their family members. The question is whether or not the funding will be right. there post-war. Everyone, everyone is right. um, rolling up their sleeves trying to help, and it's been, I mean, we've had incredible, incredible um, support from the JNF, 
on this project and from the FIDF. And it's been incredible to see two or th- three institutions that just coming together, putting ego and logo aside to make this happen for parents around the world. And I think for me, Dayenu just for that concept, which is beautiful, that the unity is not just on individual level, but on the national level. Yeah. And then you start seeing the pictures. I get a picture of every reunion. I've seen some of my videos, WhatsApp, yeah. And I just said, I got a few more. And it's just... It's beautiful. And I love this Diana where the parents say, if I could just have a 10-minute cup of no, coffee. No, it's, it's incredible. And, and they <laughs> just want to be here. They just want to be here. Rabbi Fass, of course, with us. All right, so you can imagine. So where did this come from? You asked me where it come from, or I'm cutting you off. What, what do you? Well, I asked. I, I, <laughs> look, it's no secret that you sit in this building and, and probably on the road as well and think of a lot of creative ideas. I mean, we've sat on planes where you've told me some of your creative ideas that ended up being implemented. So I assume Sounds- this was just another... Right, now, so. I, I think you, you, you hit it on the head of, of saying that my disposition or my attitude has, has definitely um, been calibrated over the last two weeks. It, it, last time we sat, I was very, very down. I still am. It's very hard. I don't go a day without crying. I'm being honest. It doesn't, it's fine. Um, uh, you and half the Jewish mothers yeah. in the world who can't believe that their babies and fathers being as well. I, I get it, but yeah. you know what I'm saying. No, 100. percent I mean, I don't um, really hear from certain Jewish mothers who can't sleep at night. No, 100. percent And and I and I've divided, I've divided my approach, or my efforts into three different realms, um, and I think a lot of people and institutions and communities are also trifurcating or dividing it into three different approaches. Number one is rachamim, compassion. There's so many different individuals or groups of people that need support. Anywhere from the soldiers themselves to the support families of the soldiers themselves. I mean, how many single parents are there through in this entire country that oh. are holding this country together? Which is just incredible. Incredible. Um, to those who have been displaced, families of Khatufim, of those who have been taken hostage, you don't have to look beyond a foot to see another person who needs Rachamim, compassion, concern. So that's one of looking at those who need immediate help. The second is finding, of living your life, of finding a way of embracing Chayim, life, but with a very nuanced, balanced approach of being cognizant of what's happening. I was just at a wedding of my daughter-in-law's sister, Debbie Rogerberg, just had a wedding, and it was so remarkably beautiful because the balance was perfect. Perfect. Balance is perfect of acknowledging at every single second the war that is clouding us and the pain that is surrounding us, but also resolute in moving forward as Am Yisrael Chai with resolve to to move forward and to build and and i walked away saying they got it i've been looking for different people or events to to find that balance and if we're able to maintain or be sensitive to that nuance of a balance i think that's the way to move forward and and it's also you feel less guilty smiling you feel less guilty dancing at a wedding last night we had our sixth wedding on our on our rooftop. You also spoke about how how you start and end Shabbat with your family. Yeah, we still do it, and uh, and, and you have those twenty four point nine hours. Yeah, in, in between 100%. that, thank God you're able to operate right be- like that. right right before Kiddush. We say three tefillot, and right before Havdalah we say three tefillot, and we bookend our Shabbos. And other families who have been by us have taken on that practice. And then the third focus is to bring light and shira and song to this world. And I'm just racking my brain of ideas of how that are not critical service provisions. That's the first approach. You're bringing helmets, you're bringing energy bars, people are bringing deodorant, what are their critical needs? Needs for making sure that the wives are taken care of, making sure that the Hatufim families are taken care of, making sure that the 110,000 or 120,000 um, Israelis who are displaced are taken care of. Um, besides that, 
how do we make how do we show love and care to that second degree how do we bring light and life and song back to this world so one of those one of the ideas was let's just bring more love <laughs> who needs love now our soldiers need love even more so the family that are living thousands right. of miles who cannot sleep because they don't understand what's happening on the news or they're getting the news translated three times over and they they're they're longing for connection and it's driving them crazy um so it was an idea that surfaced uh, a few weeks ago almost as a wishful thinking and it just has come to fruition and it's uh, and it's remarkable um we're in we're somewhat i, I don't know if i could put a resident of Israel in the same category, we're somewhat in the same boat when it comes to information. We know as much as the lone soldier's parents, no matter what the country they're in, because we, again, I don't know if it's different here, we, we just don't understand what's going on, how the military is progressing, yeah. it, it, what percentage of what they eventually are going to do they've already done, what the timetable is. I mean, I, I'm really not using this as an opportunity to pump information from you because people have this impression that you're tight with so many members of government that you're the only one who knows the exact uh, strategy of this war. Uh, <laughs> but, and by the way, on that topic for a second, because it's so heartbreaking, have you ever been told anything about hostage strategy? Has anybody in the government said to you anything that might even yes. give us a glimmer of hope yeah. that the majority, that everybody might be alive, might be returning home one day. Like, what could you say about that topic? Not much, but there are people who, ha- who are tasked with this being a top priority. Um, we have several individuals who are, who are part of our program, either family of family members and chayalim, bodedim from our project. Three confirmed Seven not confirmed. Um, so, so uh, in my conversations, we we raise these these. Just uh, I'm also searching for information right. because Everyone's family is searching for information. And um, uh, the the latest that I've heard is that there's a feeling. Thank there's there's a lot of optimism. There's a lot of optimism. <sighs> it's Kislev. It's the month of optimism. Rabbi Josh Fast with us. All right, now you know that I announced I'm going to Israel, and I announced that the majority or all of our programming is going to be done in our temporary Nefesh B'Nefesh studio. Soon to be permanent. Oh, in fact, I actually brought an item from the United States because Stacy said, if you really, if you really are going to make this your studio for now in Israel, then we have to put something on the conference room table. So what are we doing? We'll do it in a few minutes. Ooh. But as you can imagine, everybody asks me, could you please find out from everybody fast if, if, if American jury is knocking down the door now to make Aliyah? I'm so curious. How does this compare to other times? Like, everyone's so afraid. Is, is, is everybody filling out an application? So is there an answer to that question or not? There is an answer to that question. Um, I convened an emergency session last week in the government. That was unprecedented, or it's happened before emergency session. I've never convened uh, a session about till last week for North American Aliyah. Till last week. Till last week. Um, wow! Talk about the quote I mean, of this interview. Off, yeah. off, off records. Um, <laughs> this is Mamash off records. Is not. Um, you, you know that this is broadcast uh, to the public. Is right? it live? Is there like a twenty-second <laughs> no, delay? There's a zero-second delay. <laughs> uh, oh God. <laughs> Unless you have um, a sledgehammer and you want to take so it. So let, let, me, let, me, yeah. let, me, let me roll it back so people will forget about this sentence. Um, we have a perfect storm. And I explained to you the perfect storm. I'm using that terminology. It was just a confluence of two major right. historic events. Right. Number one, whenever there is a seminal event in Israel surrounding wartime, there is a massive spike in Aliyah from North America the following year. Including intifadas. Including intifadas on a second level, but 68, 74. These are... 2015, you'd say then. Correct. 
um, triple the amount of what a normal average year is. So you put that aside. So no matter what, regardless of... That's the Israel piece. The Israel piece. Right. The Israel piece of the the solidarity, the expression of Zionism, and calibrating one's compass to be part of... It's the, time brother. to go. It's time to go. Brother. Whatever it is. Right. All this pent-up uh, Zionist uh, you know, fervor. Right. That's going to happen no matter what. 2024 will reap that expression, that Zionist expression. The conveyor belt design is. So you're ready to know you're ready for a banner. Oh, 100%. Now couple it with the fear factor and the discomfort that's happening in the States, which is really unprecedented anti-Semitism that is being expressed. I'm not saying unprecedented right. anti-Semitism with a period, but expressed. Um, Rhetoric and in violent acts. 100%. Yeah. And the feeling of discomfort of any person in almost any state. Sure. So I think... And we could add in any major city in this world, but okay, yeah. You know, okay. Yeah. Right. Um, uh, and how horrific it is. You just scratch the surface and you see just the volcanic anti-Semitic sentiments. That has produced, in the last four weeks, a 100% um, increase of individuals submitting applications. Over what? This month, last year? Like, what are you comparing it? Uh, Average, mean average of previous years. So if there were a hundred couples in this month last year, it would be two hundred. I'm not even. I'm not even talking about. No, I'm not, I, no, no. no I'm, I'm just, just saying what I, I. I said a word and and I put some emphasis, but you didn't catch it. And I said submitted, a hundred percent submitted. I'm not saying, not just downloaded the uh, application. That is off the charts. See, and getting a lot of phone calls of how do we start the process? How do we do the process that it's ready when we're ready? And that's a different conversation. Usually people are like, okay, when it's ready, I'll start. Or nah. right. But now well, it's... Well, that's an Siegel conversation. 100%. Right. How do I pack, figuratively, my, my Aliyah bag and have it to be able to... And have the ability to engage it or to enact it or... What's the word? Ego? There is a word. Um, activate. activate. To activate right. it. Thank you so much. Activate it when I'm ready. And that was part of the conversation that I had in the government last week. What can- and that is the emergency. That is why you, you were never convened for the first reason. You convened it for that reason. I convened it for... The American piece. For the American right. piece. For the North American piece. The North American piece, we have to be... Everyone has to be prepared um, for, for a wave of interest and a wave of facilitation and are all the parties who are involved able to do so and then that's number one just the mere numbers and then number two is the expediency what happens if a person feels uncomfortable and they want to come in two months and not in a year or two years what happens if the process is truncated? Right before I went into the, the meeting, someone left me a message. I just want to come in a month. And I played it at this, 30 at this days. meeting. So, uh, which is an impossibility. You can't immigrate to any country in 30 days. You can't. Even the, this from the man who arranged a two-week aliyah, but all right. Oh, I know it was extenuating circumstances. I know. Um, well, and, under and normal, then, what, was the, what was the shortest under normal circumstances? I don't know. No. You could, was it three months? No. Uh, Two months. No, a month. A month? Okay. We're not that far off. <laughs> no, it's usually, I'm going to get calls he now. He doesn't like being a, calls. He doesn't like Your being, anti-duffel bag. He doesn't like being And on why the, did my process take eight months? He doesn't like being on the hot seat. It's amazing. No, I'm, I'm fine with it. It just bait me into all these ridiculous statements, and then I have to deal with it till night, till like till one o'clock, which shows that there's a listen, <laughs> listening. Thank God. Listenship. Um, but... Uh, but the, the third is all the ancillary repercussions of an increased wave. And that is... Housing, schooling. Done. Period. That's it. Oh, it's housing and schooling. Is nothing else? The re- housing. Re- retail supermarkets? No. The employment, the employment <laughs> right, is I fine know. because it's right. all, world has changed with employment right. since COVID. Right. Um, but housing and, and education, those, these are huge concepts. And then, then let's talk, and we started having this conversation, another meeting within the government, and that is um, university students. University students are living in a danger zone. A cauldron of anti-Semitism. That's a better way of saying it. So take YU and Turo together. How many students is it combined? 
undergraduate. Can't accommodate the needs. Can't ac- there are 120,000 self-identified Jews in undergraduate schools in, in America. So what? 10,000 undergraduate schools? I'm being really generous for YU and Turo. So what, what, what's with the other 110,000? What's with the other 110,000? We're just going to leave them there? The, and we're trying to, to talk to the government of how do we create, first of all, marketing. How do we market to, to students across North America to, to, for them to know that they're competitive, highly acclaimed degrees here in Israel that are basically free if you make Aliyah. But let's say they don't want to make Aliyah. Is the government flexible enough to say, okay, for this Shatat Chak, for this extreme time, let's find a way of creating channels for people to get out of campuses, to come here and get the benefits as an immigrant or get benefits of freer education, but without making that, that full life-changing commitment. I don't know. But I put it on the table for everyone to start thinking about, because we can't just we can't just go through our, our day to business, and it's impossible to do that anyway without thinking a week from now, a month from now, six months from now, a year from now. The, the, the world is changing, and and we have to uh, adapt to it and start strategizing for it. And it does not help. It does not help knowing that. The war is so costly that's going to damage the Israel government's 2024 operating budget in a big way, in a significant way. And it doesn't help that there is no real stability for a government the day after this war. We're going to elections. So 2024, when all this chaos is happening, where there should be a clear, structured strategy, there's going to be a budget in a, with a, a question mark hanging over it. And there's going to be leadership Within the ministries, that's a question mark. With, with even more question marks. A hundred percent. So it's, that's, that's, um, that keeps me up as well. And you wonder why I call you the most important Jew of the 21st century? Because you don't read much. Who, 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 else, who else is thinking of this stuff? Oh, but based on what who you just said. Who else is taking his knowledge? Everyone is. Who else is taking his knowledge? Not a of lot North- of people. No, thank you. I, let's keep the tzaddik for the in, duffel bag. In a second, I will be shutting your microphone, and I will say what I want to say about you. Okay, then I'll leave and take a nap. So who else is sitting and thinking with, with a knowledge of North American Jewry that you have? A lot of people, hopefully, <laughs> out no, there. Nobody's acting Yigal has been, been very, very, <laughs> very be patient polite. for no, a second. No, he's been so patient. But you, know that, but you know that the majority of... American Jewish leadership does not concentrate on this issue, and they're still not Because there's, there are dozens of other issues that we have to concentrate on. So thank God I'm in this position that I have the ability to do so, and, and I'm not it jealous, cannot, and I'm not jealous of, the, cannot, of, of other, other leaders. Impo- who have, it's impossible as you drive home tonight that going through your head is the, that you're not having the thought that there should be at least 10 people that you can name who should be at the forefront of this movement, the majority of whom, I would argue, are leaders in American jury. That's a good one. <laughs> that was, wasn't that a good one? Was it, that's almost, no, I'm not even saying that's that. That's almost as good as my Washington line. Do you know what I did two Sundays ago? I spoke for the Lower East Side community. They went, oh, you didn't tell me how it went. It, I didn't tell you, seriously. You didn't tell me afterwards. Thank God it was... I, I we, wish, were t- we were talking like five minutes beforehand. Correct. Right. You never called me back. Correct. You were supposed to. <laughs> and I forgot. Wow. He was busy. We're doing a lot of forgetting of calling back. No, we were supposed to talk because <laughs> you weren't going to tell me something. In, in one of the paragraphs. Yeah, let me hear. I said, I said, I don't know if you've heard, there's a rally coming up in Washington. And of course, you know, how I wish this was recorded, but God has his ways. I guess he didn't want it preserved forever. So, <laughs> so I said, if you believe, if you continue to contend that the events of October 7th, were Nazi-like atrocities. And, and, if you continue to tell everyone that the feeling you're getting in the United States right now is a feeling of 1930s Germany, then how on earth can you stay away from Washington, D.C. that day? And, were they receptive? I want to tell you something. There are people in my neighborhood who came over to me and said, I would not be going if not for what you said. Beautiful. Which was amazing. And they were worried about a bus from our neighborhood. Will they get 20 people? I think they sold out the entire bus, which is a lot for it. It's a small neighborhood now. It's, it's a lot. 
You were going to say, Rabbi Siegel. I wanted to ask you a question based on what we're going to go back four conversations. <laughs> yes, at least. You're so now, based on what you just said about 2024, which makes a lot of sense, that it's going to be a year of, I don't know, crisis, havoc, whatever, you know, havoc maybe, I guess is the best way of putting it, even after, even Mirzashem when the war is over. Would you encourage someone to make Aliyah now? who has a thought of making in six months, make, make Aliyah now, and then you know, go back to America if you have to go back to America, but maybe go through the process now in order to avoid <laughs> the havoc that the might... chaotic situation no, that's upcoming. No, I, you, you I, no, we, uh, there's a sentiment that probably comes up at least twice over Shabbos when people come in and try to veer the conversation to Aliyah, which I shut down immediately. But <laughs> What's going on in your house over Shabbos? Oh, I got, Shabbos. I got Shabbos. Our, we I call go there. our house is Motel 6. That's what we call it. Um, Half the people listening get that. Yeah, I'm sorry. Because they're old. Um, <laughs> what we were saying? No, he said Why, you oh, you uh, Aliyah is marriage. Aliyah is a relationship. It's a commitment, is a relationship. It's a relationship between you and Israel on so many different fronts. When it clicks, it clicks. When you know that it's right, it's right. You're not going to play around. It's not a, it's, it's not a, sh- a sticky, convenient, moving. It, I, I do not recommend it. Right. I don't recommend it. It's a life decision that will affect generations to come. A fulfillment of our destiny of other Jewish people. This is significant. When the timing is right, it will work out. And you'll know when it's right to make that move. Three weeks ago today, uh, Batsheva was trying to reach you during this conversation. Is everything all right? Uh, I'm just trying to make sure that you're looking at your phone because it's rare that you take 30 minutes off from your office activities and that you're inaccessible to people. She's at work right now. So, <laughs> so Stacy Siegel said, Nahum, what is that? Nahum, you must establish a permanent presence in the temporary studio <laughs> of the Nahum Siegel Network at Nefesh Benefesh. She packed these somewhere in those 13 bags. She was able to pack these that they didn't break. Oh, where was the room? (laughs) Where was the space? Correct. So it's an Achim Siegel Network candies, which are now going to be on display here in the Nefesh Benefesh headquarters. Look at this. And uh, look, they'll last for a while, and hopefully people will remember that this is where we broadcast from, even if they're using the conference room for a different purpose during our absence. I love this. So that is the Stacy Siegel contribution. She'll see it here next month when she visits. Stacy Siegel contribution to the to the temporary, soon to be permanent. Could I hide these in between your visits? No, but you could have these for your office. (laughs) These are the leftovers. Fantastic. (laughs) Anyway, so we have two beautiful bowls, which you all, of course, will photograph. Because if they're not photographed, then, hey, are they really here? They're so going to be gone in three days from now. Oh, really? You think so? They're they're just basic mints. I don't know if people could. It's not like people like mints. It's not like people like You have to put in Yael's office. It's 100%. (laughs) Anyway. Come back with a duffel bag of By the way, candies. by the way, good news regarding the December trip. I think we have another one of these bags at home. So, oh. <laughs> so goody, we may be able to distribute even more. Anyway, so um, the 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 mind-boggling revelation that we've had this morning, and we've had we've had many of these in the past. By the way, that 2024 is going to be a banner year for Aliyah. I don't know. It should. Based, well, on, the based on the formula. If based, it follows the formula. Based on the formula, yes. I, I don't, but there's so many circumstances and so many different conditions. We're, we're in a war. This war is, um, people are comparing this to our independence war. Right. Every place I turn, people say, this is from veteran Israelis and veteran politicians. This is much worse than 1973, much worse than the Yom Kippur War. Um, so I don't know how if this would fit the model, and we don't know how long this war will last. We also don't know how it has its it has its repercussions. So following a formula, yes, I anticipate a huge spike in 2024. Um, but uh, as you say, God is the ultimate. I don't know how, the ultimate producer. Yeah. Well, not just for radio, right? For everything. I'm, I'm using your but you know what? Well, I, I was distracted because I'm saying to myself, <laughs> candies. No, but I'm saying to myself. Just the hostage situation alone makes it a million times worse than the Yom Kippur War. Oh. You know, and I'm not minimizing the Yom Kippur War. We've spent enough time over the last yes. 40 years talking about the Yom Kippur War and interviewing <laughs> heroes of the Yom Kippur War and lamenting the fact that we lost so many during the Yom Kippur War. But my God, just the hostage situation. And that citizens I, were the target. And I want to tell you something. I, I, I know the level of concern, public concern for Gilad Shalit, 
was maintained by his family. It was incredible. And by the way, I, I don't believe what his father's policy was was good for the nation. In other words, I felt the prime minister had to have a policy and had to deal with the Gilad Shalit situation. But any father had would a do res- the same thing. Say it again. Would do the same thing. Correct. But any father would has no has an obligation to keep him. You know, to to, to, to continue the effort to that's your sole responsibility exactly to have him released. So that, that, and that was incredible what he did. And then of course. The three boys, unfortunately, it ended the way it did, but it ended relatively quickly. And you and I were there. Egal was there at Zachary Baumel's grave three weeks ago this morning. We were there together. Just one of the graves of note as we see Miriam Peretz's kids. And and, and we don't want to go through, God forbid, Zachary Baumel times times what number, you know? Exactly. Or any number, you know, between zero and 240. And that's why I'm just, I am so, of all the things I fear... I fear that, God forbid, you know, the, the hostages are not going to be at the top of everybody's concern list as this continues to drag on. That's why I'm praying. I mean, look, we pray that every day, obviously, they'd be released. But I keep saying to myself, and I know it sounds a bit, I don't want to say juvenile, but it sounds a little too faith-based. I, I'm just hoping for a Kislev Hanukkah the, the, miracle. The, the mere number, the sheer number of, of how many hostages has affected this country so profoundly. Every place you go, you see the posters. Every place you go. When you go into Cinema City, did you look up? Oh, yeah. Uh, 240. So what happens when people here in Israel see all the posters being ripped out, ripped down and, uh, by video? I, for I, I, I don't think most Israelis are even cognizant of what's happening beyond their Dalai Lama, before, beyond what's, uh, what we're dealing with here. There's so much. Do they know about the march in Washington? I don't know. Not many. Wow, well, hit, uh, this is important. This uh, is not important not even in the Knesset. I mentioned it to two ministers a week ago. I said, let's see what happens after Tuesday. And they're like, what's happening on Tuesday? Because I was talking about American relations. And, and then just recently, I'm not saying when, but just recently, I said something also. I said, you know, we'll check in after Tuesday. We'll see the numbers. We'll see if, if there's any change within rhetoric on, on news or I'm like, explain it to me again. And I'm just, it's, it's the current situation in Israel. Uh, it's very hard to, to share it with someone who's not, right. who it's has so not dominant. been. It's, it's dom- so dominant. It is so in the kishkas of every single person that you cannot, they can't. Very few people are able to, to balance and to juggle That's those why balls. we get the reaction we get when we come here. It's sort of like they're waking up to the fact that someone actually wants to be in our space yeah, and comfort us. 100%. And- we should go to Tel Aviv, you and me. You can come along, Ego, and, uh, and visit the, the exhibit that they have in... Um, oh, my gosh. Heartbreaking, right? But the families are there. They yeah. sit there regularly? They have tents near the whole area. Family members take turns being in tents. I think they're starting to take it apart on Monday because of the weather, and they're going to start, and they're going to do a march to Yushalayim from Tel Aviv, all the families. But um, maybe we should swing by. And they're very, they're, they're very appreciative when, um, when people are just showing solidarity and, and express that they're, they're, they're part, of, part of their consciousness. We do not know what's going on here when we're sitting in New York or anywhere in the United States. And I, I mean, this has been my mantra. It's one of the reasons I'm back here, frankly. It just we don't understand what's happening here. And the and pain. The severity, and the, the pain. You don't understand the, the pain. agony, the frustration. I, I, I was just... The helplessness. I happened to be with some Americans the other day, and someone w- quipped or made a, a light joke about uh, a hostage... Like just you know, and doesn't it fly here. Doesn't fly. It's 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 an it's unholy. Violation, it's an right? un, unholy violation. It's it, it, it took it almost like was a shockwave. I I felt myself, my entire being, like stepping back a foot. It was like an earthquake tremor. It, it just it's it's expressed right. the divide. Right. But just to be, I mean, just, you know, it's not always the case. No, no, 100%. When, when I, 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 when not pe- at all. When people, when people say, let's exchange 200 college campus protesters for each hostage, 
That's that's you no, know. I understand. It, it's but it, it's natural in any case. Yeah. When, when I go to a shiver house. Every single day, you go to a shiva house, and you're on for for that thing. And then ten minutes afterwards, you're already involved in in, in what's for dinner and cooking. We can't, and then then you feel horrible. But you can't at all feel in someone else's shoes the pain. Even the person who's the most empathetic person cannot. You cannot feel that. So when you're far away and you're not living it, and you're seeing it, and the first thing that you do every single morning, every Israeli. You open up your phone and just see if you know the name. That's how we live. Every single day since Shemini Atzeret. We open the phone and we see if we know someone who was killed yesterday. That's how we start our day. Before Modani Lefanecha. Before you get to the bathroom. Do I know someone who died yesterday? And do I know which Kadosh person was maimed or injured or is now an amputee? That's daily. It's a luxury to think that people are thinking about Washington. It's a luxury to think, to think beyond this grief. That's what we're living every single day. It's now we're trying to find a way. Some of us who are lucky that don't have someone in Aza and are not single parenting. And, and are not reserves. And are not reserves. And are not displaced from their homes. We're wondering if how do we move on, but also feel tethered to to the pain that everyone around us is feeling. But that's what's happening on a daily basis. Ask anyone here, what's the first thing you do at three o'clock in the morning? We do. Not, we do it. I cannot do what they do no, here. No, but this is. But we I'm know sorry. these people. Right. I'm, we know them. We know this family. We know this person. We know where they live. We know that their neighbor is this. This is so personal. Because I know how I feel. When I see horrible things happen and then go on, on not a, we're not going to do a plug for Channel 12, for American stuff and Fox. And when you see these horrible things, you, you, you're taken by the brutality of it. And then you move on. It's not personal. It's all personal. This is all personal. It's like every day hearing about a cousin, every day hearing about an uncle, every day hearing about your cousin's best friend. Every day. So it's just, it's just hard. It's just impossible. And that's what we're feeling. And it's beautiful. It is incredible that jury around the world, despite the tensions and stresses and anti-Semitism that's happening, are expressing their love and solidarity in both heart Compassion and money, but there, you, there's a divide, and I see it. And you—that's why you're here, because you need to be. You feel I that you know, need right? to be here. I that's why Tony is landing tomorrow morning. Tony Gilbert, my partner, for the third time in four weeks, because he, you just—you need to plug in. You, you need to be here. That's why these missions are coming. I was just with Shai Shechter's group of Shai Shechter. It's beautiful. They're here because they need to be here. They feel it. They need to tap into what it means to be living during this time. Even if you don't do anything, Dayenu, just for you to feel the heaviness. Were you at Rose's funeral? I was at Rose's funeral. I was right near the family, right behind the fence. It was. I was there, yeah. A few too many times at Har Herzl, to say the least. Oh, my God. Yeah, and uh, someone sent me a picture. We had a, a wedding a few months ago on, on the rooftop. And, uh, and there was a picture of Rose on the rooftop. And her, uh, whatever, I'll show it to you later. With an M16 swung over her back. Wearing, well, all they talk a, about is how energetic and incredible yeah, the Yeah, and it was fine because I was standing literally right next to her. And I took a picture because... Because it was just, it was a, a moving scene. And this is, um, yeah. So we don't have the opportunity, even if we're here, to speak to you tomorrow. Because uh, when you have certain guests that come in from the United States, your workload becomes even more pressurized. No, we can, we can, you can. I'm asking for two reasons. First yeah. of all. Because there's even more to talk about. But secondly, because I, I'm, as you know, I'm desperately trying tonight to uh, meet up with somebody who's uh, a volunteer doctor 
in Israel. Yes. Another we, effort. We have to, yeah. Go that, on, another effort that you coordinated. Mm-hmm. We haven't even touched that subject. No. So what I wanted to do was, first of all, I'd love to have you back on tomorrow to discuss that. It's such an important aspect of this sure. whole thing. And by the way, it might become even more... It may, be, it may be relevant months from now the same way it's relevant today. So it's a really important conversation, especially for those in the medical field. But the second thing is that um, I'm hoping if we don't meet up tonight with this friend uh, who will join us on the air, that maybe you would be able to facilitate some type of phone call tomorrow sure. while you're here yeah. with a doctor just to get there back and forth about the experience. Although Yigal and I, by accident, were eavesdropping, not our fault. It was, he was speaking very loudly this morning at the hotel and it, it, it just listening to what he's doing, they are busy constantly taking care of people who, are, who have been injured in this war. It's remarkable. Did I tell you about the, the doctor from Argentina? No. But yes, but we'll do it on the air tomorrow. Okay. Sorry. You're going to tell your... Oh, yeah. We talked to offline. We talked right. about that. You're going to tell your partner that, that you might have 30, 40 minutes? Where... No, you, you'll get him. Oh, he'll be on? I'll get him on. Great. Perfect. I'm working on schedule. Perfect. Worked out well. Um, yeah, no, the physicians has been remarkable. We've helped uh, 72 physicians so far. I 72 know. physicians are working in no, I'm hour. getting a signal that the show's almost over, but... No, Ego just wants to end it. No, he doesn't want to end it. The honest truth is, first of all, I'm going to the lighter family now. Yeah. I haven't seen Yechiel in... Well, that's not true. I saw him once before COVID, but it, it, he was... I don't know if you know this even. He was a regular on my show in the 1980s and 90s, like constantly. Of course. Oh, do you remember that? Josh, you're a, you're a long-time listener, to say the least. No, in the 90s, <laughs> 80s, I was like <laughs> shopping at motels, you know, staying at Motel 6. Uh, how hard? How heartbreaking. It's, first, it's, of all, it's first, of all, first of all, in all seriousness, for someone like me, again, I'm sure a million people could argue one way or the other. For someone like me, Yechiel Leiter and his family have given a lot for this country already before yeah. this episode. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He's, he's, he's had a lot of aggravation. I mean, I remember, you know, he's had a lot of aggravation, a lot of attempts to make really good positive change. Some that worked, some that didn't, you know. But he has an older son with six kids yeah. and this happens. And again, that's why I said, that's what I was thinking of. You're 100% right about what you said. But when I'm sitting in the United States and I see this name, I'm like, oh, no. no correct. Right. So that's no, I'm, I'm not trying to trivialize. No, no, 100%, any, I'm not 100%. trivializing anyone's 100%. pain. It's just. And by the way, it reminds me, I, I, again, I mean, this is so ridiculous that we're even having these conversations. But it reminds me that at the time of the Intifada, when things happened every single day, yeah. every Jew around the world. You know, we're wondering who is it, and there was a song, right? We stand as one, which was an intifada song, started with those words, of you know, of of, you know, is it someone I I know that the words is it someone I know is in that opening lyric? Anyway, I don't know. Listen, I want to tell you something. The fact that you're with me tomorrow, you've already made my trip. You've already made my day. So, well, you made my day with the candies. That's, well, that's Stacey. It's, you have to you are, her. Stacey, you, you've state claim to this beautiful room. You cannot you possi- that flag, that sugar-free exactly. flag. Exactly. You can't permanent. possibly say that we don't have a, some type of permanent presence here when you see these bowls. Are you allowed to eat these NS- on Shabbos? Or is it like Mexico? Like erasing the... I'm joking. You know, Dougie, Dougie, who ordered those for us, explained it to me that those are not on the candy. They're what do you talk they're inside the candy. Wow. That logo is not on the candy. It's inside the candy. Is that cool? Is that cool? It's one of these glass. I, I don't know what it is. Hey, it's 2023. We can do anything, don't you know? It's unbelievable. <laughs> anyway. Hey, folks on, in Washington, you have three messages today. State of Israel has a right to defend itself, and you're going to fight for that right. Second, of course, is we want our hostages, our dear, dear babies, women, children, teens, Men, elderly, we want everyone home. We want them home now. And, of course, the third, we are concerned about the level of anti-Semitism, subtle, blatant, violent, all forms of anti-Semitism in the United States and other countries around the world. Hope we sufficiently have proved that today. Our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio Around the world, the web at NachumSiegel.com, on the NachumSiegel Network, and of course on the beloved NSN app.